this is the end, my friends. This is the end of season five of the Hippie Witch Podcast. This is the end of Shadow Love Summer Camp. It's the end of summer itself. This is the end of Queen, the Queen newsletter and the Queen audio journey. I just sent out the last email for that last night telling everyone, take advantage of the 70% off clearance sale because... This is the end. It is the end of the Rich Witch ebook, the spiritually mature witch ebook, creating thought forms that spring to life, the tutorial. Those are all 70% off with the discount code Groovy for the next 24 hours or so because I'm closing everything down on the Equinox to make space for something new. Every life has its seasons with some magic we'll get through. Hippie Witch has her reasons and she's sharing them with you. Hippie Witch Season 5. Hello! Thanks for joining me for episode 527 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the groovy creatrix behind Kick-Ass Switch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and all that good shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com where you will also find the show notes for this episode, including links to all the sale things, except just know the sale is ending. So it will depend on when you get this. But I have sent out many, many newsletters about this. I've been trying to warn people that this was happening, give them a heads up in case they want to grab something that really is going to be retired. I'm retiring all of these different ebooks and programs and things to make space. I need to make space. I need to focus. I have big plans, big dreams, and I have really painted myself into a corner by over creating. <laughs> I have created so many things and created so much work for myself. I am looking forward to 2022 and perhaps building a team and really putting more effort into the public podcast here. So I'm going to be looking for sponsors and ways to make this really valuable to everyone. People who cannot afford to support the show over on Patreon. Thank you so much to everyone who is supporting the show on Patreon. I will have to give a shout out to each of you, each of the new people individually next time. Because I really just used something I talk about sometimes on Patreon is Mel Robbins' 54321 Countdown. I just used that to pop in here just now because I don't know how to talk about what I want to talk about here today. I have taken notes all summer long on The Shadow. I had promised you that I was going to do an episode on outing The Shadow and I want to talk about that. And a lot of my notes are around outing the shadow. But speaking of overcreating, I have notes in emails. Like I keep a draft folder of emails where I just kind of take notes there because I can access that from many different computers. I take notes on Google Docs. 
and in different notebooks. And trying to organize that is just too overwhelming in the moment for me. And I think it's because I want to get this right. And I don't think I can. <laughs> I think it's better if I just speak from the heart and see what happens and commit to creating a podcast and letting it be very, very bad. This could maybe be a horrible podcast, but I'm going to do it anyway because I need to do it. I need to fulfill my promise to feel good about myself, and I don't want to leave you hanging. I did finally, I'm super happy to say, put up a brand new bonus track for Shadow Love, the Shadow Love audio journey. So if you have that, you should have gotten an email unless you have purchased it recently and you're still in the process of going through the audio journey. Once it's over, you will get this bonus track. And if you have not gotten the Shadow Love audio journey, but you want to, that sale is about to end too. It was not my intention to run a clearance sale and this Shadow Love summer camp sale at the same time. But here's the thing, and I'm not going to go too much into this because I've already talked a lot about it here, there, and everywhere. I'm having a really hard time being a single parent and the sole caretaker of an adult, my adorable, wonderful kid with autism during a pandemic. And I would say this summer has been the hardest. August and September have been the hardest part in terms of managing all of this because his programs tried to open back up in part, but not totally. And it's been a bit chaotic and during the pandemic his transportation was canceled so my life has been spent cruising the freeways of Los Angeles and it has been an exercise in surrender and I've really had to continuously recommit to this commitment that I made to myself last fall to not push myself beyond my limits, to just do what I can do in a day and not be a workaholic and actually take care of myself and love my life and let my income fall. I'm not going to suffer to make a living anymore. And so this was the universe putting that to test. And guess what? <laughs> I'm doing it. I will say I'm more irritable than usual because it's really, 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 really hard. And I want to say that for anybody who's going through something similar. It's okay. Life can be really hard sometimes. You are not alone. And it's okay to tell somebody that it's hard or that you're struggling or that you need help or that you're in a bad mood because you're doing too many things or whatever it is for you. I just want you to know it's okay. You're not alone. And you're not a bad person if you're struggling. And I guess that kind of leads me into what I want to talk about today, which is outing your shadow. Because outing your shadow is about perhaps feeling like a bad person. I know a lot of parents have this. I know a lot of single parents have this. I know a lot of people in general have this. It's not... I did a bad thing. It's I'm a bad 
person. That's what shame is. And the shadow is a container for our shame. The shadow contains many different things that are hanging out in our subconscious that we're not aware of. They pop up at inopportune times that create humiliation, pain of some kind, and make the shadow bigger and bigger and bigger. And always it comes down to, I don't want people to know what a loser I am, what a phony I am, what a liar I am, what a horrible person I am. It's always about you being unworthy in some way, you being not good enough in some way, you yourself, your essential worth. And that is not okay. I don't want you to feel that way. I don't want me to feel that way. And so this is why we do shadow work. One thing that got me really fired up about wanting to talk about the shadow this summer, which is now over. My gosh, it went by so fast. And guess what? It wasn't even half as hot as I expected it to be. I wasted so much time bracing for a hot, hot heat that did not come. This was one of the most gentle summers we've had in years, which I guess I really needed. It was a mercy because of what I just said about how hard it has been logistically just to pull everything off and how I kept falling behind on my work to get things done for my son. It's a blessing that this was a a very cool summer. But earlier this year, I interviewed Allison McTavish of The Love Crumbs. I love that episode. I love Allie. And during that episode... I said something about my old band that I was in. I was in a band with my ex-husband and that relationship was so toxic. And I'm always hesitant to share the details of that because it's creepy to me and it's kind of like gross. It gives me an icky feeling like I need to go take a shower. And also I don't like to out people for bad behavior. I'm not the kind of person typically to do that. And I definitely don't like the idea of building a platform on that. So when I talk about things like being in a toxic relationship, I tend to do that more in just vague terms. And when I was talking about the band, I was talking about something I'm really proud of, and that is that I wrote all of the songs myself for, well, once I joined the band, I was writing the songs. I started by helping my ex-husband write new lyrics to songs that he had already written, and that EP was okay. People were like, yeah, that's nice. And then I was like, just let me at it. Let me write the songs. Let me write the parts, you know. And there was a lot of fighting. It was two egos clashing. He did not want to give up control, but the audience wasn't really responding. And I knew I had a talent this way. And so, and because I had written for another band that was fairly impressive. He reluctantly let me go there and it was a hit. People responded. All of a sudden they cared. They had opinions. They were rocking out. I was very proud of this. But during the interview with Allie, I was talking about how I would write the bass lines or the guitar lines or even the drums. And that is true. But 
the musicians we were working with, typically they were friends who were session musicians, and we would work with the same people over and over again. They would play shows with us and stuff. So they felt like they were in the band, but it was essentially my husband and I creating these songs and fighting so bad, <laughs> just fighting over sound. Uh, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to talk talk shit about anybody here, except myself. <laughs> But the truth is, these guys were so talented, including my ex-husband. He's an amazing rhythm guitar player. He has a gift for that specifically. And then this drummer that I was obsessed with and I still adore to this day, he was so amazing. He added so much, you know, so I might be like, oh, I'm thinking this, this, this. And then that drummer would be like, well, what about this? And I'd be like, ooh, that's amazing, you know, so it would become... A collaboration and sometimes my ex-husband wrote some badass guitar lines or bass lines that I just didn't acknowledge when I was saying that in the moment I was just excited and proud to share that I had done this thing but in leaving out their part of the collaboration when it was over I felt like I had slimed myself it felt out of integrity and so I wanted to write that wrong and say, look, these people collaborated on this. It wasn't like a one-woman show. I never, ever, ever could have done any of that without these amazing musicians. I'm not a musician. I just have an ear for a song and a lot of opinions and enthusiasm. <laughs> and it was a really shitty punk rock band. It was really just about yelling about things that I was angry about. There was a lot of shadowy things that I created. I would write from the perspective of an oppressor or somebody who was perpetuating a crime. It was very strange what was coming out. I think it was just a strange, shadowy way to exercise some demons. And it felt really cathartic and amazing to stomp around on stage and scream and yell about politics. And, <laughs> you know, uh, I wrote songs about my ex husband that he then had to sing one was called get the fuck out and I got my jollies off of watching him sing a song that I wrote when I was hating his guts and so my point is I knew I was out of integrity I posted it and then I felt crappy about posting it I was like this doesn't feel good this isn't honoring the people that contributed to this and so I did some digging and I don't know how to share this without revealing too much, but I will just say my ex-husband had a whole secret life I didn't even know about, and he took w these professional pictures that we had done, the one time that we paid a fancy professional photographer to take our picture for band photos. It was just he and I. Well, he took those photos and cut me out of those photos and then used them on dating websites. And it really broke my heart and hurt my feelings when that happened. And I thought, that is so interesting that I basically did that to him on my own podcast. I just cut him out. And I thought that was such a shadowy thing to do. And I had been reading about integrity around that time. Martha Beck has a book called The Way of Integrity that's fantastic. I love it. And so I was talking to 
my friends Jesse and Molly about integrity and Jesse shared a video with me from a program she had created last year where she was talking about integrity and we got onto this idea about you know integrity is a message that lets you know you have violated your own values in some way and I think that's a really important thing to know when you're talking about the shadow because the shadow is in your subconscious. You do not know it's there. You can't see it. It's invisible to you. Everyone else might see it, but you don't know it's there. And so then you have to find ways to kind of sneak up on it. How, how do you see something that isn't there? I've always found projection to be a clue, a big clue. It's one of my favorites. But also, this is another. Like when you're out of integrity and, and you violate your own values, you can feel it. Something happens inside. And I don't know what that would be like for you. For me, I usually feel those feelings in my solar plexus. It's uncomfortable. It's like not quite nausea, but in that ballpark. It's like butterflies in my stomach, but not in a good way. And uh, so that is one way that I could see my shadow at play. I did it in a public forum. And so I'm acknowledging that here. I'm apologizing to you because that was a lie by omission. I was lying to you. I wasn't setting out to lie to you. I was just trying to share something that I'm proud of. But in the end, I wasn't proud at all. I had violated my own values and stepped out of integrity. And I just really wanted to share that with you because it happens. And you know, when you know better, you do better. So <laughs> this is me. Hello. Welcome to my shadow. I also want to say when it comes to outing the shadow, this is not the same as confession. It's not about confessing to a crime or a misdeed. It's about owning who you are, owning your whole self, including the distasteful bits. And when I think about, there are so many things that I've wanted to share with you. There are many times when I kind of overshare and then I have a vulnerability hangover. I really hate that feeling. That's one of the worst things about podcasting because I'm a really open, friendly person. And when I get going, I'm just like, yay, here's, you know, I just start talking like I would to a person. And then afterward, I'm like, thousands of people are going to hear this. And I don't know most of these people. What am I doing? What am I doing? And when I think about just kind of wanting to like confess and air out all the bad things I've ever done, you just want to like wipe the slate clean in a way. I think about the Goonies. <laughs> Do you remember the scene in the Goonies where the bad guys capture Chunk and they threaten to put his hand in a blender if he doesn't confess, if he doesn't tell them everything. And he's like, everything? Okay. And then he starts going like, in third grade, I cheated on my history exam. In fourth grade, I stole my uncle Max's toupee and I glued it on my face when I was in a Hebrew school play. And he just goes on and on, like all through his life, all the bad things he's ever done. And these bad guys are looking at each other like, what the hell is up with this kid? I, I relate to that moment because there's a part of me that would just feel so relieved 
to do that is something I see people sometimes do on the internet. And I'm here to say you don't have to do that. People don't need to know every crappy thing you've ever done. It is important to hold yourself accountable. You don't necessarily have to do it on a public forum. But to me, outing the shadow is not about that. One way that I have consistently outed my shadow and done so ever since I started putting these goofy theme songs on the front end of my podcast is by saying like I'm cheesy and I'm corny. I know that I am. (laughs) I know that I am and I'm just gonna have fun with it. I'm just gonna be cheesy and corny. I know that people in the past I've had quite a few experiences of feeling humiliated particularly around just being a joyful, goofy, playful person and then hearing somebody say something behind my back or just openly like mocking me to my face like I'm an idiot and a joke and I'm cheesy and I'm corny and blah, blah, blah. All these voices in my head would repeat that stuff back to me for such a long time. It made me ashamed of who I am And then when I finally got really deep into shadow work, I realized I don't want to feel that way. Like, I love that part of myself. I'm not doing anything wrong. Why am I hiding this? Why do I feel so ashamed of this part of myself? And so much of my persona and the ego I built up was designed to protect me from people judging me in that way. I really wanted to be cool. I wanted to be cool. I wanted to be popular. I wanted to be accepted by the cool kids who I perceive the cool kids to be so much so that I moved to Hollywood for the ultimate cool kids to try to accept me, you know? (laughs) Love me, please love me. And embracing my cheesiness and my goofiness. And, you know, I don't have fancy recording equipment I don't play instruments. I just have these songs in my heart, and they're so silly. I'm aware that they're silly, but gosh, they make me happy. I'm like, I'm just going to incorporate this in to my show, and I'm going to own it. And if you hate it, then you just won't like me. If you don't like that opening song, you're not going to make it through the podcast, and that's fine because I am not for you. I am for people who like that kind of thing, right? And it's so liberating. It's just so liberating to be like busting into song for no reason just because there's a song in your head. It's quite freeing. And someone who has made me think a lot about that this year is somebody who I had tremendous resistance around. Someone who I was very attracted to and repelled by at the same time. And that is another shadow clue. If somebody creates a charge in you where you can't stop looking like you love to hate them, there's a shadow thing going on. And for me, this person was Lacey Phillips of To Be Magnetic. I will pay attention anytime someone is saying something new about the law of attraction because, well, I I learned magic. A lot of what I learned about magic, I learned through practicing the law of attraction and proving that these things work to myself through actual experience. And it really gets a bad rap. 
law of attraction and people are ready just to throw it out entirely and I don't want to throw it out because there's value there. It might not be the whole picture, but there's value there. I appreciate what I've learned. It formed a foundation for me and I actually got into shadow work because of the law of attraction and manifestation techniques and realizing that I was attracting more from my shadow than I was from my conscious mind. And, you know, this is how you get into wound mate relationships, toxic relationships. You create things that make your life harder. That is some shadow stuff. Debbie Ford is the person, the author, who introduced me to shadow work with her book, The Dark Side of the Light Chasers, way back in the day. And so when I encountered Lacey Phillips' podcast and her work with To Be Magnetic, she really pushed buttons in me because she was calling all of these teachers' work that I had learned from rhetoric, and she was saying that what she was teaching was brand new. And I was like, hold up, sister. I've been teaching this stuff and talking about this for over a decade. What do you mean it is brand new? I was so offended, <laughs> but I couldn't stop listening because she made some really interesting points. And so I just loved to hate her for a long time. And I kept thinking, why am I listening to her if she bugs me so badly? And then I subscribed to her newsletter. I'm like, why am I subscribed to her newsletter? And so I kind of dared myself to sign up for her program. She has something called The Pathway. And it's a year-long membership, and that pisses people off, <laughs> which I understand. But it's actually really affordable. And with this year-long membership, you get access to all of the programs that she's created. The two that I would recommend to anybody who's curious are Unblocked Shadow and Unblocked Inner Child. I think they go together really well. But anyway... I made the decision. I literally made the decision. I'm going to sign up, dang it. The next time a sign up, you know, email comes my way, I'll just do it. The next email that came my way, they were having a huge discount. And I got what is usually, I can't remember the price, $26-ish, something like that. It was on sale for $18 a month. And I was like, ah, ha, ha. Okay, I hear you, universe. And I signed up. It changed my life. It changed my life. I was led to this work. I feel, even sharing it with you, I feel kind of defensive because I feel like a lot of you won't like her, maybe for the same reasons I didn't. But I will say she is a very sincere person and the messaging of her podcast and her material is always evolving. When people push back because she has said something they find offensive, I have noticed that they don't necessarily address it face on her team, but they will change things. I've watched that happen now a number of times. They will change things based on the feedback they get, and I appreciate that. But what I really love are her hypnosis tracks. This is some powerful, powerful, powerful magic, friends. She has gone into my subconscious mind and moved things around in a way that has been so liberating and I'm really grateful for it. I wouldn't recommend doing hypnosis in this way where you're going around and you're kind of digging in the shadows and and going back to your childhood memories. 
if you're scared that there's something there that you can't handle, I would for sure say get a therapist and do that work hand in hand. Although I've seen plenty of therapists recommend her tracks, which I think is really interesting. I find them riveting. I mean, I have some pretty profound experiences where I'm shaking and crying and laughing and I come out of it and I'm just like, whoa, what just happened? It's like Magic Mountain. It's like a roller coaster ride of emotion that lasted 20 minutes, but it something moved around inside. And then later I'll just be in the shower and I'll remember something from my childhood that I had completely blacked out. And I'm like, Oh my God, (laughs) this material, this repressed material just keeps emerging throughout the day. And maybe it's because I have a lot of experience with shadow work. I know what to do with that material, but they also offer a lot of support around that. So here I am like shouting out Lacey Phillips on my podcast when a year ago I was hating her guts. I wasn't hating her guts. I knew something was going on. I knew the strange push-pull was a shadow thing. And I kind of took that on as a challenge. But it's funny that there was so much gold in that for me, and I had so much resistance around it. And I can think of many times in my life when I have felt that way, when I have resisted something too strongly, and then it turned out to be exactly what I needed. She talks about outing her shadow. We come from a really almost the same corner of the world. We, where she was raised and where I was raised is the Central Valley in California. And we had really similar feelings about our own self-worth, our families of origin, money, Hollywood. I relate to her the way that she talks because we're from the same region. So maybe, I don't know, maybe your mileage, mileage, mileage will vary, I would say, because... Letting someone into your subconscious mind like that, I think, is a really personal thing. And I don't know if you will respond to her in the same way that I did. But something that she does to out her own shadow is she talks about, she feels like a hillbilly. And she'll say this a lot. Like, she'll, she's afraid that smart people will judge her for not being smart enough. And so she kind of puts on a front around that, but she's aware of it, and so she'll just out that. Like, I have this shadow about feeling like a hillbilly. And in talking about that, it's liberating. I free myself from that inner repression. And that's something that I very much relate to and that I would encourage you to explore. Like, what are you afraid people are going to discover about you? And how can you own that so that they can't harm you with it? You already own it. They're not calling you out on something that you're trying to hide. You're like, yeah, yeah, I talk like a hillbilly. Or yeah, I'm cheesy, I'm corny, I bust into song. I know that's annoying to some people. It is what it is. This is who I am. And now, true to form with how... This summer has gone. It should definitely end this way. I have to cut things off here. I have so much more to say. I would love to talk about shadow loyalties. That's something I've taken a lot of notes on. So I have to do a coaching call. I get to do a coaching call with one of my favorite people here in about five minutes. So I have to end this thing 
and be at peace with this is how it ends. This is how Shadow Love Summer Camp ends and I'm cool with it. I will pick this up probably around Samhain again. Maybe we can talk about shadow loyalties. Is that something that you are interested in? I am also going to be closing my coaching practice forever. I will not be coaching anymore after February. March 5th, 2022 is my BizWitch anniversary, and I am looking to start a new chapter at that point. But I really, really love my coaching clients. I have something called the Dream Team over on Patreon. It is $100 for the month. You get all of the content I create on Patreon. You get a one-on-one call with me. And then we do two masterminds as a group. If you've ever wanted to work with me one-on-one, this is it, my friends. It's about to end. We've got October, November, December, January, and February to work together. There's still space on the Dream Team if you're curious about that and you want to join us I would love it I will link to my patreon as I always do in the show notes I hope that you had and are having a blessed Maybon autumn equinox if you're in the southern hemisphere spring equinox until we meet again much love peace